I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewest.substack.com. Okay, so we're going to review everything we did last time uh, because we had uh, low numbers last time. <laughs> or should I say low number? <laughs> Singular. Okay, so last time we defined uh, Ruchilus, Lashonara, and Moti Shemra. So the uh, Lashonara was easy. That is uh, degrading speech, even if it's true. Moti Shemra is also easy. That's degrading speech that's false. Ruchilus was the difficult one. So we had two trans ways to translate Rachel. Don't go, let's say like Rachel Belmecha. One is as a gossip monger, where Rachel comes from Rochel, meaning merchant. The other one was Rashi saying that Rachel comes from Ragel, which means spy. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, and Rashi held that merchant, that Rachel comes from Ragil because the merchant goes around like spying out. Uh, the Rambam does use Muragel, yeah. So we saw the Rambam who says in the Sefer Mitzvos, he gives two interpretations, So we didn't know what he meant. Don't be soft with words to this person and harsh to that person. So I found an answer. Oh, and also we noticed that that doesn't show up anywhere else in the Rambam. So what does that even mean? So I found an answer, which is in the Torah Mima. Okay. Um, he brings down the Gemara in Ksubos, uh, So first of all, this isn't as hard to based in, okay? Not like the Ramam, not you, like you would get from the Ramam that it's about, you know, you being harsh with this one and soft to that one. But now the question is like, what does that have to do with anything? So the Torah Mima explains in his footnote, Darish al Derech Remez, so it's a it's a drush that is from lashon of rach. Vidarish came mishum to samich lemitzvahs mishpat dayanim hishtabus abali din k'mosh kasav lemala. So it's a drusha on the smichus because the pasuk right before this says lo sasu alvo b'mishpat don't do uh, iniquity in judgment lo tisa pene dal don't show favoritism to the poor velo sehadar pene gadol and don't uh, uh, honor the the prominent v'tzedek tishbor amisecha. So those are all about that the Dayanim should treat the Bali Din equally. And then Los Selech Rachel Bamecha, don't go as a Rachel. So don't go as a soft talker to Bastian saying like, you know, don't like run up to the guy afterwards and like, like say, oh, I didn't really want to vote against you. Or, you know, um, so really it turns out that that has nothing to do with our Isser. Okay. And that's why it doesn't show up in the Halakhas of Lashon Hara. And this follows what the Yad Shuta said, which is that in the Sefer Mitos, the Ramam is talking about how the Torch of Alpeh treats the Torch of and how Chazal talk about it. So even though he doesn't pass them like this, you know, here, so that we don't, we, so functionally speaking, we can ignore that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what we did do is we tried to figure out, well, what's with the Lashon of Miragel? He uses that. And he says, it's Gorm Lahar Nefashos Rabos Misrael. And he says, go learn from Dog Hadomi. But then his example was, so our question was, what, just because I say so-and-so said something, then I'm destroying the world and it's usher and I can't quote anybody anymore. So then we learned the story of Doeg HaDomi. And we saw that, yeah, Doeg's uh, statements resulted in deaths, but the real Rechilus of Doeg was the fact that he... Um, omitted crucial details and imposed a narrative on the facts 
that completely incriminated uh, Ahimelech and all the Kohanim when really that wasn't the case. So Doeg said, where was it? Doeg said, um, just scroll past it. Yeah. Uh, I saw the son of Ishai come to Nov to Ahimelech, the son of Ahituv, and he inquired of Hashem through the Urim Vitumin and provisions he gave him and a sword of Goliath, the Plishti he gave him. So we saw, I, I paraphrased, um, I think in Raman Pekius, but um, in my Friday share for the women, I showed how like, and we, we did this, how like he changed the order of what David did. It made, he, first of all, he made it seem like David went to Ahimelech's house personally, and he emphasized Ben Ahituv because that was a loyal family. And he made it seem like, Davi was asking Achimelech to consult the Urim Batum to find out how to escape Shaul. And then he equipped him with food and gave him the sword of Goliath. But in reality, the big detail that he omitted was that Achimelech, David told Achimelech, I am on a secret mission from the king and, uh, and I need this because of, uh, of that mission. So Achimelech thought that he was serving the king and that David was a loyal servant of the king. And he gave him the food before David asked this question. And he gave him a sword, not the sword of Goliath. And David wasn't going to Achimelech's house. He was going to the base Hashem. So like, so, so that we said is, the, is really the essence of the Rechilas here, is that every statement of this is factually true, but it is presented in a manner and without context that leads to distortion. So based on this, here's how I want to define Rechilas. And I didn't say this uh, last time because it wasn't clear then. And I actually reformulated it on the way over. Let's see if I can get it clear. I'm just saying here. Um, so final tentative definition, okay, <laughs> of Rechilus, uh, which is, is like when, uh, I, I don't do this, but Johnny, you know, when he, he's uh, writing, there's like, you know, final draft number 17, real version, you know, like that kind of like, uh, you know, thing. So the final tentative definition of Rechilus, I would say, is um, uh, selectively reporting uh, on about other people in a manner prone to uh, to harm. Okay, and what I mean by that is it's selective reporting. Okay, which is taking certain details and and not others, or or crafting a narrative in how you do it. And it's about other people. It's not selective reporting. I don't think you can do rachilus about like. Roman history. Like if I just like tell you part of Roman, like, I don't know, like, like, or, or like biology, like, I think it's, it's, it's you have to be being Ragel. Hold on just a second. It has to be in a manner prone to harm. And by prone to harm, I mean that either you're being careless with, with how it's being presented or you're deliberately doing it, knowing that it's the context is going to lead to harm. For example, Doig knew that, that his report is going to be taken as incriminating to Ahimelech and he 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 didn't stop it like and he did the killing himself you know so he clearly had this agenda um and so but the reason why i'm saying prone to is because you can't just say re- re- selective reporting about people in a manner that leads to harm because anything can lead to harm you have to define the isser in some way where like you're engaging in a type of speech that is prone to this you know um if if, if someone like uh you know, doesn't understand English well and like mistakes your word and it gets distorted and leads to harm, that's not your fault, you know? Yeah, what were you going to say? I understand the model when it comes from modern day, like, it's fake news. Fake news, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fake. Right, spreading fake news, right, yeah, right. The only reason I wouldn't want to define it that way. Well, it, so, uh, usually that term today means 
Correct, right, right, right. Yeah, you don't mean it's false, like made up. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, fake news is a good analogy nowadays. Yeah. Okay, so that I think that's that I'm comfortable with that understanding of of Rukhilis, and I do think that when he says it's Gorim Laharog Nefashos Rabos Misrael, he's not just giving like a where is the he's not just giving a actually I'm going to switch to the Al Torah. He's not just giving like a far-fetched example. No, like you can really like ruin lives through omitting crucial context, you know, in um, uh, in, in this kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, so now transitioning to Lashon Hara, I wanted to show you something in um, the Pirsha, excuse me, Pirsha Mishnayos that uh, Yad Pshuda conveniently quotes here. Um, so in the Pirsha, so, the, you know, Raman wrote the Pirsha Mishnayos before he wrote everything else. So this is really the Rama's first description of Lashon Hara. Okay. So he says, I think this is in the um, 116. So I think that might be the Lomotazi Tov Laguf Elishtika. Maybe. Um, so he says, So people are in a tremendous state of blindness about this. This is the most severe sin that a person constantly stumbles in. Especially what Chachamim said in Baba Basra, No one is saved from, from the dust of Lashon Hara every day, which I'll define what that is in a second. If only that were true about Lashon Hara itself, meaning we stumble in Lashon Hara every day. Halavaya was just Avak Lashon Hara. Vlashon Hara who, now here's his definition, who sipur migraos bene adam umumehem vahashpalas adam Yisrael beeze oven shihim in hahashpala. So it is telling of the imperfections of people and their blemishes and the lowering of a Jew in any manner of lowering. Okay. Vafilu haya shafel, even if he is lowly, Kamosh Amar, uh, as he said, in Adam, Asa, Lashonar is not lying about a person and ascribing to him that which he did not do. That's called slander or uh, libel, right? That I was forget which one's which. That's called yeah, one of them is I think slibel. Slibel. <laughs> That's called slander. That's when you make stuff up. Libel is is uh, uh no, I don't I don't remember. Okay, I gotta look it up. Libel. Libel is, yeah, a false statement. And mm-hmm. slander is just a negative statement, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, okay, fine, it could be both. Okay, fine. So I, I don't know which one's which. Slibel. Slibel, yeah. Um, okay, so then he says, uh, yeah, it's degrading a person. Even regarding things that he definitely did. The guy who says it sins and the guy who listens to it sins. Amru, they said, Shlosha Lashnahara Horegas. Lashnahara kills three. The one who says it, the one who hears it, and the one who it said about it. And it says the one who believes it uh, more than the one who says it. Vavak Lashnara, here's now Avak Lashnara, which we didn't read in the mission of Torah yet. Uh, what is the dust of Lashnara? Who harimuz This is alluding to people's blemishes without saying it explicitly. Amar Shlomo Bemishamaramis, Shlomo says about someone who is uh, alluding to this, and the alluder 
is indicating that he doesn't uh, know what people are inferring from his words. Vishulon is kavan lakach and saying that, and, and he uh, he doesn't intend this. Elin is kavan He's intending for something else. Amar he says kmislach leha yore zikim chetim v'maves kain ish rima eschavit ro'ehuv amar halob masafikani. This is like a guy who weary uh, wears him weary wearies himself out firing uh, arrows. Sorry. Um, uh, um, firebrand, arrows, and death. So is a person who deceives his friend and says, I was just joking. So in the modern thing, it'd be like a guy shooting a gun at a person and saying, oh, I'm just kidding, you know? Um, yeah. Upam, uh, oh, I never had to read that. Shavach, Shibich, Shavach. Echad ha-chachamim kasav shel sofer misuyan. So there's one time where a chacham praised the scribalness Bad with words today. The um, handwriting of a sofer, of a specific sofer. There's got to be a word for that. What do you call it? What do you call handwriting? Pen, not penmanship. Uh-huh. Calligraphy. Yeah, the calligraphy of a specific sofer. Sheheru lo b'mesi b'gdola. That he showed him at a huge party. Umacha harav And the rav objected to this. Sheshavach ksav oso sofer. He objected to the guy who praised the, the writing of the sofer. Amar, he said to him, lo... Stop your lashon hara. Rotolomar ki b'mesh ata meshabcho berabim ata gorm lo bizayim. By praising him publicly, you're causing him degradation. Sheish b'hem ohavav v'yish b'hem sonav. There are people who love him and people who hate him. V'yitzarach sonav kishiyishma shvacho l'saber migrosav. And then the guy who hates him when he hears his praise is going to say his uh, degradation. So I, I, I always mention this whenever I go over this halacha. People take this too far because um, there's always someone in high school when I'm teaching this in high school, who says like, I heard it's lush and hard to say anything good about anybody. And that's just not true. It's saying, the wrong codifies it in the Mishnah Torah, saying it's saying good stuff about someone in front of their enemies or in a place where they're likely to have enemies. You know, and the reason why it's lush and hara is because you are like triggering the enemies, prompting the enemies to respond with degradation. Um, but saying good stuff is not lush and hara, you know, uh, stam. This is a huge harchaka from Lashon, which is interesting because he doesn't use that Lashon, uh, that Lashon in the uh, Mishnah Torah. That um, uh, he doesn't characterize as a harchaka. Lashon Hamishnah lo nech. Yeah. Lashon Hamishnah that will be said, or that uh, Yisrael will be saying is, and let's say I know there is enemies there, but they're also uh, not from Israel. Right. It's a good question. You mean is it connected Davka to the Avon, like the Avera of Lashon Hara? Yeah. Or just the fact that it's going to cause the bad statements to be made. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I would think that since this does have to do with a concern for the well-being of the person who it's said about, then you should also be, it might also be a question if you're causing even non-Jews to say it. There's also a question of like, how far are you going to go with this? Like, you know, like anytime I was just talking with someone yesterday about different forms of social media, and he said, you know, anytime you say anything uh, about Israel on on certain social media platforms, you're going to get all this anti-Jewish hate. You know, no. yeah, right. I mean, it's not, yeah, probably all of them. You know, so like that doesn't mean that you can't speak about Israel on social media platforms. So the question is, though, like, how much do you have to really like, you know, care about this uh, with uh, well, with things like that? No, but well, okay. First of all, we're going to see it does. Okay, but <laughs> no, but like let let's say like you, I don't know. Let's say you, you post something about a a public Jewish figure, you know, um, and then some anti semite comes on and like says bad stuff. Well, I think we don't hear that. I mean, 
Well, that's what Yosef was asking about. If we care if they're not Jewish, you know. Well, we don't hear anything about the heart of Adam. Right, but this is where you're causing lush and heart to be said about a Jew. So yeah. So but then, but regarding Eretz Yisrael, uh, we'll finish this and we'll stop for today. Um, he says, "Velashon uh, Hamishnah," and I was asking last time, does the Ramam quote this? And he did not quote it in the Mishnah Torah. He alludes to it, but here he says, "Lo Midbar that the the verdict was only sealed on our fathers in the Midbar because of Lashon Hara Klomar Inyan Hamaraglim the Maraglim Shamar Behem Viotziu Dibas Aretz." It says that they slandered the land. And Chazal say, If by slandering sticks and stones, <laughs> funny that you use that term in a sticks or stones context. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, um, uh, or at least caused the bones not to be buried in Eretz Israel. Um, it made them liable for the ownership that they were liable. So, Coach Kane, if you speak degradingly about another person. That is in the Mishnah Torah. We'll have to work on that tomorrow. Says by the Egal, this people has sinned a great sin. Um, it says also Gadol by Gilei Ras. That's by Kayan. My sin is too great to bear. Venemar Belashon Hara. Milos Gadolos wrote to Lamar who connected Shloshan who Amro Lashon Medivers Gadolos. It says in chapter twelve, a tongue that speaks great things. Vedibruba Avon Hazeh Haaror Harbe Meod Meod. It's they spoke about this cursed sin a lot, a lot. Talkis Mash Amru Kolam Sapper Blushin Hara Kafer Beikar. They said anyone who speaks Blushin Hara Kafer is Kafer Beikar. Shnemar Asher Amru Lulushinim Nabir Sefasini Itanu Miadon Lano. He quotes that in the Mishnah Torah also that they they who say. Um, our lips, with our lips, we will prevail. Our lip, sorry, with our tongues, we will prevail. Our lips are with us. Who is Lord over us? Uh, and Ram says he, he went on at length to get people to stop speaking this uh, way. So what I want to do tomorrow is go into just the one, the memoros that um, that the Raman brings, which is uh, which are the Lashnara. Um, uh, sorry, equating to Vodazar Gileras and Shrikos Damim, um, Kofor Be'ikr, and then killing three people. Uh, I want to understand those. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that last one's weird. Yeah, and the Makabalo Yosemina Amro. Okay, let's stop here for today. See ya. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbischneeweiss at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading, and thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.